Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect podcast. I am Dan, one of the hosts of the Tech Connect podcast, and I am joined by two colleagues today. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. They should go in uh, birth month order. All right. So you guys don't know each other's birthdays. We just established that. See, let's see, we're doing great things here. So um, well, my birthday's in November. My birthday's great in November. Podcast. So I'm assuming I'm last. Yeah, probably. So anyways, so let's go. Let's go with Tanya. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Tanya, a technology specialist at Coloma High School. All right. And who's my other colleague today? I- I'm his mystery colleague. Who did we get today? My name's Ben, uh, and I work in the junior high uh, cafeteria food service department. <laughs> no, if I did, I would be huge because, oh, so much good food. Uh, I'm Ben, and I'm the technology director for the district. Awesome. So we're here today just to kind of continue our podcast and talk a little bit about what's been going on. So what have we been up to? What projects are on the horizon that we need to make people aware of? Um, what are we thinking? Oh boy! Well, I've got a couple ones. Um, we've got two projects that are underway. Uh, the first one is we're laying the ground. Well, we're laying the groundwork for both. Uh, the first being teacher laptops for the high school. So after spring break, we will be uh, communicating with everyone about uh, rolling out laptops um, to them. How we're going to do that? Uh, setting up appointments making sure that everyone feels comfortable, um, you know, moving over to those. Uh, something that we had the time to do uh, at the elementary uh, year before last, and we did not have the luxury to do at the intermediate and the junior high um, this last year. It was, you know, kind of boom, boom, here we go, remote learning and, and, uh, and moving and everything. So we're looking forward to taking a more relaxed uh, uh, that, uh, rollout. The other more one personal is, too, for no, more sure. personal too. Yeah, way more like, personal. That that's a good point. Um, and then the other one is um, uh, VoIP, uh, voice over IP. Uh, we're getting. I'm put, working on an RFP, a request for proposal, uh, to replace the school's current phone system with uh, a voice over IP solution. So all of our telephones will be going over the internet. No more copper wires where you get that kind of weird buzzing noise or the humming or the static. And along with that, we're looking to be able to provide teacher phones. So a phone in every classroom so that you can make those important phone calls home from the privacy of your classroom rather than a more communal setting like an office or the teacher's lounge. Very cool. That's awesome. What about you, Tanya? Well, I am uh, taking a giant leap into uh, basically an animation project uh, in collaboration with uh, the art department. So we're working on some solutions for our junior high uh, students first, and then we'll kind of move that project to the high school and see if we can challenge them a little bit too. So um, I attended, uh, well, we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes, but um, I attended a McCall conference uh, on Thursday and Friday and, you know, just kind of sharpen my skills and get a few ideas for, you know, things to come when, when ideas come up, when, when problems arise and maybe have a couple solutions for that. Nice, 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 nice. For me, cool. um, the biggest thing right now is uh, just finished up McCall as well. 
obviously. Um, and, and for those that don't know, I work with McCall. So I'm a delegate to a learning area for the organization, which meant that the last couple of days I have been helping run the conference. So I didn't necessarily get to pick a lot of sessions to attend, but I was able to attend, which is really nice. Um, for that me, he was I, spying on you every single session that Dan said. So how was the session? He was spying, doing spy work for McCall. I, I don't have that kind of, uh, well, I could share that. They do ask us for feedback and they want to know like who the best presenters are. I will say I, I personally presented two different sessions and I had way more numbers than I've ever had before. Um, you know, maybe it's not being tucked away in the third floor conference room at the Amway Hotel in the room with the giant pillars in the middle. You know, that might help. Those um, rooms are my jam. That those oh, that's, yeah. that's my jam. I love those rooms. I like it because like two people show up and then you just scrap everything you had planned and have a conversation about the topic at hand and, and get everything. So it's very beneficial. So um, but for that, I was, I was super, super thankful that everything went smooth, both with the conference as a whole and uh, with my sessions. So it was definitely really a, an awesome experience this year being virtual for the first time. I will say that uh can't wait to be back face to face with those types of things though. And I'm an introvert. So it's kind of weird that I want to be back in crowds, but it is what it is. So we'll leave it at that today. So I want to I want to kind of take some time and 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 talk. Like we all attended McCall in one way or another. Um and I want to talk a little bit about what you guys may have gained from it. What perspectives you might have gathered um what your thought process moving forward at you know this one of the one of the state's largest educational technology conferences what what'd you guys pick up okay so my one takeaway from mccall um was uh from gary brooks's opening keynote on thursday which by the way gary brooks is amazing Oh, if you don't know him, he's the Southern principal on Facebook and YouTube, all the videos, super funny. You know, the guy that with the, the teacher, con teacher conference survival necklace. And it's like that string filled with like pretzels on it and, and little hot dogs uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Good, funny, hilarious stuff. Um, but my takeaway from him um, was uh, the balance. Because uh, yep. he was addressing the, the the lack of balance that many teachers um, and 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 many people in education have uh, have not had for the last year because of a desire to make sure they're doing the best for their students, whether it's trying to teach face to face and remotely, um, or teaching face to face and then going home and teaching remotely, or okay, what do I need to do to get better for tomorrow? Um, and then and, and translating that to even outside of the pandemic um, to just how much everyone in education works. And he had this light switch, like a physical light switch, which I love, not, not a picture of a light switch, a physical light switch. And talking about how he uses that as a reminder for his teachers and himself, hey, when, when you're done with work, you, you go home and you flip the switch. You know, you flip the switch. I'm turning my professional brain off. And I'm here. I'm here for my family. I'm here for my friends. And, and most importantly, you're here for yourself. And then coming back and flipping that switch again, okay, you know, now I'm in, I'm, I'm going to embody my professional self. And that really spoke to me um, as someone who has, has struggled a lot in, in the past with trying to find a balance between my uh, professional and, and personal life. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so. for sure. That's Tanya. That's Tanya what, what'd you to think? To piggyback of that? on, well, to piggyback on uh, the whole Jerry Brooks thing, like he he's hilarious and he makes fun of a lot of things that a lot that we all probably take a lot more serious than we should. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he just always has uh, some little anecdotes and things that that make everything relevant and his. Um, message about uh, the Butterfinger. Everybody needs to find a BF. And it wasn't, it was about telling, it was about telling your, your deepest secrets to one person. Like you can complain about your supervisor. You can complain about the decisions that the principal is making or that, you know, this one teacher that you had a problem with or whatever, but you need to find one person in your building, in your in your space, wherever that you can talk to, that they will listen to you and that they can offer you like solid advice as to, uh, you know, how to proceed or to let it go or whatever. But once you start telling the bag of Butterfinger minis instead of your one Butterfinger, then it becomes gossip. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. find, find yeah. the king size the largest butterfinger that you can find in your life and then uh and and go with that and you can complain and you can you can have problems and it's okay to disagree with people and things mm -hmm. totally. and situations yep. and, but you need an outlet and you need to find somebody that you can kind of talk to in confidence yeah that's not going to share your business with everyone else either yeah you give one person the butterfinger and and that person in in theory provides you with the butterfinger and yeah it was, it was very very moving his object-based lessons were awesome and i think he made a point of like pointing that out in the beginning it's like i'm going to teach you through a series of objects my personal favorite was the glasses i loved the glasses and maybe it's because i don't get to wear glasses often right because i don't have a prescription <laughs> um i'm the only one in my family that's yet. never had a prescription yet, yet. you don't have a my prescription brother, yet my brother's younger 40 than is me. coming 40 is coming i've got time I eat a lot of carrots, okay? okay. Um, so carrots make your eyes super strong. That's what I heard, a rumor, yep. rumor on the street there. Um, but I really like the glasses because he had sets of glasses or a lens to view things through. And he made sure that like when people were sitting down to make decisions about spending or to make decisions about technology integration or make decisions about staffing or make decisions about you know how to discipline a kid, and it was that you need to put on the lens of the parent. You need to put on the lens of the teacher. You need to think about how this is going to impact. It was kind of like a lesson in empathy and understanding and developing that. You know, what's the lens? Like when we ask students to do something or we ask teachers to do something or we ask administrators to do something, how do they look at what we're asking? And I thought that was a super powerful lesson from that. And a great reminder as to what... Um, what so much of education is about where people-based thing we need to think about the perspective of a lot of different people and i think that was super powerful i also like the uh um pacifier too that was a, that was a nice that was a nice object that he brought in just on on you know remember that you're always dealing with somebody's baby um so yeah i think that was great any other things that you took away tanya well you know i have a little bit different perspective because i also teach so um I did uh, sit on a couple sessions and, you know, I think easier is better. Number one, I think that um, 
being reminded of like tips and tricks and little things kind of definitely um, makes a difference. And there are innovative people in our profession all over the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. If you have a question or you have an idea, somebody has done something that you can use. So I just, I was flabbergasted by a couple of things like that people have done like to increase productivity uh, or not productivity, but interactive lessons with, you know, teaching remotely. And -hmm. it doesn't have to be like a sit and get kind of thing. You know, you're not just talking to the kids and there were ways to get them involved and, you know, Nearpod and um, Pear Deck and those types of things. But um, I was reminded uh, by a couple of uh, things that John Soash said, um, giving him credit about, you know, grading and making things easy, being able to record um, your comments on uh, Google assignment instead of actually having to type up like this whole thing. They can just hit play and, um, you know, control Alt and M for making a comment on one of the kids' assignments, like it's just saving you those few seconds every single time that could make the difference between, you know, you getting really burned out about giving feedback and and being able to provide the kids with what they really need. It kind of helps with that balance piece too that Ben brought up. um, Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So I sat in a lot of sessions that I was asked to sit in on. Um, so, so a lot of cool stuff, uh, creative uses of Google forms by a teacher in the UP. Um, I got to sit in on, uh, a session with Brian Aspinall who teaches over in Ontario, Canada. Um, and he was talking a lot about integrating, you know, how we can teach some very high level math concepts using some very simple coding. And I was really impressed with that as, as kind of a piece of it and thinking of ways that we could do it. And the tool of choice was the micro bits, which we have class set up already in the district. So um, it was pretty cool to kind of sit in on that. But again, like a, the thing I kept taking away from all of my different sessions, including the ones I sat in on Saturday, was the importance of relationships and the relationships that we develop with our students and how important that is to get them to try out things outside the box, but also to um, kind of, you know, build that trust level and making sure that they go a little bit of that extra mile for you. And, and like asking kids, you know, like one of the things was like, you know, the, the level of work was, was done. It wasn't wrong, but it could have been better and how we can, you know, through relationships, push the kids to take that next step towards completing the work in a, in a, a little bit fancier or a little bit nicer, a little more complete way. I thought that was powerful. So with that, we talked a little bit about McCall. I want to go back and revisit our Stump Us question from last time. And if you guys Ooh. remember, it was about daylight savings time because we have had, we have now sprung forward, um, which I'm pretty sure means we all lost an hour of sleep. And we're pretty <laughs> um, but we went ahead and I asked you guys what two states do not currently practice daylight savings time. And you guys got this one right. Boom. So you guys did nail this one. Um, you guys said Arizona, 
Hawaii and Alaska, but there are only two. So Arizona and Hawaii are the two that don't do it. And until like 2006, Indiana didn't either. So I was trying to get you guys down the path of uh, memory lane there, thinking back to a time when Indiana was like, hey, we're better than everybody else. We don't believe in daylight savings time. Um, kind of like Arizona, like Hawaii, I get it. Like Hawaii, you're five hours away. Like you're going to do what you're going to do in Hawaii and it's not going to impact uh, most right. of the mainland United States, but no, you know, Arizona needs to get on board. Um, Arizona, Arizona. I mean, to be fair, Arizona didn't do it for the same reason that Hawaii doesn't do it. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere. That's true. Arizona is kind of the middle of nowhere too. It is kind of the middle of nowhere. It's one of those two states between Texas. It's one of those states between Texas and California, right? And what's really there. So yeah, about 18 hours worth of driving. Yeah. Right. And and a lot of dirt. A lot of desert sand. Some cacti. Some snow once you get into New Mexico, usually. So Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys got it right. And that leads us into our, our, our question this week. Good job, Tanya which Melissa Davis has submitted. So our fourth grade um, Coloma Intermediate teacher, one of our fourth grade Coloma Intermediate teachers. Oh, she, she gives us the best ones. She prefaces this with, I've been watching a lot of the quiz show Only Connect. And here's a question from series three. What do these have in common? I have to pull up the question and cut off on my sheet. There we go. So what do these have in common? UPC code, HIV virus, ATM machine and pin number. I know. So what are those? What do those things have in common? I think I know too. So so. Uh, HIV virus, ATM machine, mm-hmm. pin number. Yep, and UPC code. Okay. I Ben's, know what it is. Ben's locked in. Beep. Tanya, locked in. you got an idea? Um, vaguely, yes. Okay. I mean, I have I have lots of ideas, but <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, why don't you guys share? Because again, like, I I don't want to make it seem like you know I've had this I've had this question since March 9th, sitting in the spreadsheet, ready to go, ready all to right, go. We'll, we'll start with the first thing. I mean, they're all acronyms. Okay, that's one thing they have in common. Right. Maybe, maybe they have that in common. I don't have the answer yet. I haven't taken the time to look it up or talk to <laughs> Melissa Davis about the answer. So, so they are acronyms. We think they're acronyms for something, they right? Are definitely acronyms. Yep. Yep. And then, what and else? then Ta- Tanya, what else you got? Um. Well, I was going to say, um, something about unique, like unique. Uh, identification pieces like oh. uh, trying to put words to it like um, everything all of them are can be um, tailored to kind of an individual okay I don't know oh okay it's right. a good piece so, so- I was gonna say there that is that is that is very good. They all they're all unique. Um, yeah. And 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 the second the second person was just identified. Second person in the world was just identified um, as being naturally immune to HIV. Um, I, I was reading last month down in South America somewhere, which I thought was really cool. But yeah. um, no, 
Um, so they're all acronyms in which the word we tack on to the end of them, like ATM machine, that's already part of the acronym because ATM is an automated teller machine. So if you were to spell out the actual acronym, it would make you sound not intelligent. Like, hey, I'm going to go use the automated teller machine machine. Or if Mitch Hedberg joke. HIV virus. Right. Heaven forbid, I, you know, I've contracted. Pin number. There you go. I got you. I'm on the same, I'm on the same page. Yeah. I like that. I feel like we're on the right path. But let's wait until next time ah! to learn the answer because I don't have it. Spoiled again, research, right? So tune in tomorrow. But not tomorrow. Time, not same tomorrow. channel. But how do I know if Mr. Freeze is going to get away with the scars are diamond or not? Bam! Oh. <laughs> wow! You, you got to uh, yeah. Saturday mornings, HEI channel. That's all I, HEI, I don't think I get that channel. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us today and uh, listening to the Tech Mech podcast. And I'm going to sign off with, I'm Dan, one of your instructional techs here in Coloma Community Schools. And today we were joined by Ben. Tanya. Oh, and Tanya. There we go, Ben and Tanya. So we are all set on this one. You guys tune in next time, see how we did on the Stump Us and uh, listen for the next episode, which we'll do soon. Have a good one. Bye.